Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. In Bell Shipley's Chicago apartment tonight, Bill Mead prowled restlessly up and down. From below, he could hear music and voices, for Dell's rooms were above her nightclub. The sounds of laughter and dancing made a strange background to the young man's anxious thoughts. Bill was worried. He had been waiting for Aunt Mary for more than three hours. Where could she be, he asked himself. Her message had simply told him to wait until she returned. And at that same moment, Aunt Mary was in Gary at Anna Bartok's shabby rooming house. The young woman who had been drinking had fallen into a heavy slumber several hours ago. While the girl slept, Aunt Mary had tiptoed about the room, putting things in order. Then she'd gone to the kitchen, washed the dishes, and made coffee and sandwiches. She is just finishing now, while in the adjoining room, Anna Bartok opens her eyes, finds the room in darkness. It's dark already. Oh, Mr. Pearson. I don't know how long I've been. That dame... Mrs. Lane, trying to pump me. Oh, thank goodness I didn't. Yes, I did. I told her. I told her I know where Mario is. I didn't know how to find him. Did I? No, I couldn't have. I wasn't there. Oh, gosh, I feel awful. But he was here. He never left. How did I go? Ooh, what a head. What's the idea, Mrs. Lane? You moved in for the winter? Oh. You're a week. Yeah, in a way. I need some coffee. That was mighty white of you. But I'm not sure I'm in favor of strange people taking over my place. I couldn't go away until I talked to you some more. I hoped you'd be feeling more like yourself when you'd had a little rest. Look, Mrs. Lane, I'll admit I had a few drinks when you blew in here this afternoon. But if you think you'll get anything more out of me when I'm sober, you're all wrong. Perhaps you'll understand better now. The way you were feeling this afternoon... It was hard for me to explain why I came. I know why you came. There's no trick to getting that idea. You want me to tell you where Mario is? Well, I'm not going to. I was a fool to admit I knew him. I was sure you did. Even when you denied it. I'd have kept my big mouth shut. You might have decided you were wrong. But it don't make no difference. I remember telling you this afternoon you were wasting your time. Anna, why don't you go and wash your face in cold water? I'll bring the coffee and sandwiches on a tray. I'm sure you'll feel much better after you've had something to eat. What's the idea? You want to fatten me up for the slaughter? Oh, don't be foolish. Where's the boyfriend? I... I don't know what you mean. The cop. What's his name? Oh, Captain Russo. Sure. Don't tell me he ain't around somewhere. He's probably hiding in that closet. Captain Russo isn't here, Anna. No one is here but you and me. Oh, I'm surprised. Expected to be surrounded, the center of the manhunt. Mario Discarry isn't wanted on any charge, Anna. And how come a guy like Russo is bothering about looking for him? Oh, not that dumb. I know he's captain of the homicide squad. Captain Russo agreed to help us look for Mario because he's an old friend of mine. You're not very choosy about picking your pals. Captain Russo is a fine person. No cop is. For my money, that includes their friends. Let's go in the other room, Anna. I'll bring the tray. Okay. 
If you got some idea you're going to butter me up and then worm something out of you, I'd just as well skip it. I'll put the things down right here. You take sugar, cream? Just give it to me strong, black, and hot. Here you are. Do you have a sandwich? No, thanks. I'm on a liquid diet. Isn't this too cozy for anything? A regular coffee clutch. You have a perfect right to resent my intruding, bustling around in your kitchen. But you see, Anna, I'm the sort of person who likes to be doing something. So I just went ahead while I was waiting for you to wake up. You were taking an awful chance. I might have slept till morning. If you had, I would still have been here when you woke up. You're... Uh, you're quite a persistent woman, aren't you? I am, when I'm sure I'm trying to accomplish the right thing. Just what makes you so darn sure finding Mario's right? Because, Anna, I know Mario loves his wife. Yeah? Well, Mrs. Lane, sometimes people change, you know. Sometimes a guy runs into another gal who's more his type. Anna, do you honestly believe you're more Mario's type than his wife? Than Carla is? Because I never met this wife of his, but from what Mario's told me, I'm darn sure I'm better for him. One thing, I wouldn't two-time him the way she did. But that's not true. Carla was devoted to Mario. Seems to me he ought to know. He's told me all about it. What did Mario tell you? I know all about this Bill Mead. The guy who pretended to be Mario's buddy. No, Mrs. Lane, no. Maybe that's your idea of a sweet, loyal wife. Maybe I'm just an old-fashioned girl, but it ain't mine. Anna, none of all this was true. You mean Mario just dreamt it all? I'm well aware that it's hard to believe. But I tell you honestly, not one word of the scandal about Carla Descari and Bill Mead was true. You see, Bill's engaged to my niece. And all I gotta say is you people in the country are way ahead of us city slippers. I think twice before I let a niece of mine get tied up with a guy who broke up somebody's home. But Bill didn't. Now look, Mrs. Lane, this isn't getting us any place at all. As far as you're telling me the cops are only looking for Mario as a friendly gesture, I don't believe it. If they lay their hands on him, he'll be in trouble up to his ears. Anna, you must believe me. I tell you, Mario is in no danger from the police. My only reason for trying to find him is because of his wife. And because until he's found, Bill Mead's name is never going to be cleared of this ugly charge. You've got to believe that. Mm-hmm. Sounds as if you're telling the truth. Even so, I've got myself to think about. Why should I get big-hearted? Nobody's ever given me a break. Now when I see a guy that... <laughs> I believe you really do love Mario. All right, so I do. We're going to buy a place in the country somewhere. We were all set to leave until you came along. Mario doesn't want to go back ever. He's told me so over and over. Anna... Did Mario ever tell you he loved you? It's my business, ain't it? It might be. If it weren't that Mario has a wife. Maybe he's planning a divorce. Did you ever stop to think of that? I don't believe Mario would. But even if he were considering such a thing, Anna, what harm could it do for me to talk to him? Or is the real reason you don't want Bill and me to see Mario? Because you're afraid. Afraid? I've got no reason to be afraid. Harry and I know where we stand. You... You couldn't make any difference. Then, since you know, since I've told you Mario's not wanted by the police on any charge, what harm would it do for you to give us his address? Oh, it's useless, 
I'll tell you where he is. About ten blocks from here, the Rialto Hotel on the corner of Six and Mason. As for Tony Gallardi. Thank you, Anna. But I warn you, it won't do any good. Mario's through with the kind of life he had in Wakefield. He wants to start over. He says it's too late to go back. Perhaps it would make a difference if you told him you know it isn't too late. Now, wait a minute. You... You don't mean to say you'd actually expect me to go over there and give him a pitch like that, cut my own throat. That would depend on how much you love him. How much you want his happiness. Mario isn't happy now, I'm sure of it. And I think you know it too, Anna. I never said he wasn't happy. Not in so many words, Anna, but I can sense it. Anna, your heart tells you the truth. Deep inside, I think you know Mario still loves his wife. You've tried to deceive yourself. But you can't. I wish you'd stop telling me how I feel and how I think I know how Real I feel. Real love is unselfish love, Anna. That's why I say, if you went to Mario... You think you... I'm crazy throwing away the only chance I ever had, tossing the whole thing right out the window. Chance, Anna. You honestly believe you have one? Anna Bartok's head was throbbing, her cheeks burned, and her hands were like ice. She was weary with a fatigue which was more than physical. For she knew Mrs. Lane spoke the truth. Knew it in spite of herself. She longed to cover her face with her hands, to sob out her frustration, her bitterness. But instead, she looked into Aunt Mary's eyes defiantly. 